Episode 22, The Abbey of St. Markovia, Part 2. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Betrion, Kaya as Lillison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Erthrandir. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. Welcome back, everyone, to Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. Let's dive right back in. As you enter the chamber with Esmeralda, leaving Lillison and the abbot outside, standing upon the edge of the curtain wall, you find yourselves in a new chamber, uh, somewhat darker than the exterior. You can see bunk beds that have disintegrated with age lying in heaps along the walls of this moldy 30-foot square room. Esmeralda herself uh, watches each of you enter as the door closes and nods. All right, well, that's uh, one good thing teched off. So, now that we are uh, in privity, yes, uh, some privacy, without uh, certain um, listeners, why have you come to the Abbey? And what are you looking to do here? Or I should ask, what were you hoping to do here? It's very much past tense at this point. We were hoping for privacy and safety. It appears that while we might find safety here, I don't think we're going to find anything else we're looking for, because uh, he just kind of gestures vaguely in the direction ah, where the abbot yes. was last standing. The, uh, he can be um, eccentric, perhaps, uh, too slight of a word, perhaps uh, quite an utterly off his rocker, I should think. <laughs> My lady, uh, do you have any? Was it? Uh, yes. How has his temperament been? Uh, what with you not having gills or a tail or uh, <laughs> mismatched eyes? Uh, has he oh, tried to pressure you into some anything or has he just left you alone? Oh, not at all. He has been uh, quite a gentleman. He has not uh, been untoward in any way. Um, but he is, um, I assure you, quite and completely insane. He's, uh, fortunately, uh, it seems to be that uh, whatever drives him is uh, quite self-contained. Um, he is uh, singularly focused upon um, his belief that this Vasilka uh, is the key to... Uh, he believes that Zarevich suffers some sort of illness. I think it is an interesting perspective, uh, not one I think myself I entirely agree with. Hmm. Deer is going to... He's pretty sure he knows this, but just for his own edification, he's going to look. By the make of her weapons and by the make of her weapons and other such things, she very much looks like she come none of what she's wearing could be found in Barovia, right? Uh I mean you've seen similarly colorful clothes on Vistani. 
Yeah. Um, but but the um, weapons she bears certainly are one or two cuts above what you've seen even, you know, Vistani guards wearing. Actually, as she turns, you see, you know, there seems to be something um, in a hilt below her coat that you hadn't quite seen. You see a flash of silver, what seems to be a short sword uh, in a scabbard there. Uh, he nods. Well, and while we're kind of putting away with pretenses, you're from the outside, right? Well, um, that is a bit of a strange question to answer. Um, I am uh, Vistani, so one could not say entirely that I am from out here, but um, I could not entirely say that I uh, come from here either. I have been many places. Uh, Barovia is um, where I have come for um, the greatest hunt. You've, you've been able to... So it is true that the Vistana, Vistani can leave and come and go as they please, but you just chose to leave for a much longer period of time. Well, um, Barovia is not uh, my people's home. No, not at all. Um, it is a place that some of us have chosen to reside. Um, I do not entirely look favorable upon them. Um, you see, yes, Vistani, we are. Our world is much greater than the foggy hemispheres of Barovia. But uh, some time ago, some of my folk did decide to settle uh, here. Um, their motives uh, perhaps are suspect. Um, but I had been to Bolivia once or twice, just simply passing through uh, as a child. But it has been many years since I have been here. So when you say you're here for the greatest hunt, am I to assume that you're also looking to end Strahd's reign? The way that you put also looking makes me think that you might be interested in something of the sort yourself. Oh, yes, I want his head on a stick. Oh, wonderful. So you might have some... You might ensure that uh, they had to separate at first. Vampires can be extremely difficult. Oh, no, I'll do whatever it takes at this point. Um, <clears throat> Amity looks sort of tense. Uh, do, you, do you mind if I maybe verify some things that you've been saying? Verify? Well, I am... If you would like me to answer any questions, I can do what I can. You seem interesting folk, and... Well, you passed through my threshold uninvited, so you do not seem to be vampires. By the looks of you, you are too hale and hearty to be whites, and, well, far too substantial to be race. So go ahead. Ask away. Fine. Well, it's just that there's this, um, classic story about Pinocchio, where wherever he lies, his nose gets longer, and... <clears throat> and Amity casts the spell Zone of Truth. <gasps> nice! Esmeralda doesn't flinch as you cast it, though she keeps a very watchful eye on you. Um, as you do, she says, I am assuming that your intentions were good, but I would ask you politely, it is uh, quite rude to cast uh, magic upon another without first asking. Um, she has to make a saving throw of some sort, right? Yeah, and she has to make it every single turn. So basically, after like a minute or so, she's definitely failing. All right, let me just see what she does uh, right away. Do we all have to make savings throws? We do. We yeah, all. How big is the radius saves? Uh, uh, fifteen foot radius sphere. Yeah, let's just say uh, yeah, it encompasses that, that, the room. Yeah, yeah, it encompasses the room. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> Uh, so, I'm, I'm not going to start prying into things that you want to keep secret. I, I just want to make sure that when you're saying, you know, you're, you're on our side and you want to kill 
a vampire that you're telling the truth as opposed to maybe being a spy and reporting us. She tilts her head to the side, a small smile playing across her face. My name is Esmeralda Davenir. I have come to Bolivia to seek the destruction of Strad von Zarevich, and I am not a vampire. That is awesome. Do you think you can actually do it? Well, uh, alone, not so easily, but uh, there is another that I have been seeking to perhaps aid. Another monster hunter? Here? Are you serious? Well, yes. Um, it was in the company of another caravan at the time. I had a rumor that uh, a famed vampire hunter, perhaps the greatest of them all, had come to Bolivia to slay, well, the most powerful vampire of them all, from what I have heard, at least. I don't suppose you have heard the name of Dr. Rudolf Van Richten. <gasps> yes! Uh, uh, yeah, excitedly the... goes through his bag and pulls out the book that he stole from Ismark, throwing it up on his <laughs> hand, showing it to Ismark. Not trying to hide it. <laughs> Ismark blinks at it, but he still looks like he's in a state of shock. Uh, Esmeralda blinks. Oh, I had not been aware that any of his books had made it there's a way past the mists. Uh, it seems this one's not in great condition, though. No, not at all. Uh, my, uh, my, uh, I'm sorry. Maybe you can uh, fill in the blanks, yes? Perhaps. Um, I have done my best to uh, study many of his writings. Um, I had heard that he had come to Bolivia, and I uh, decided that, uh, well, why settle for one hunter of vampires when one could have two? I much prefer those odds. How about more? Ah. Erythrindir looks uncomfortable. I'm now, if you might ask, I am slightly familiar with how this spell functions, and forgive me um, for being presumptuous, um, but I presume by this point uh, you are quite susceptible to it as I am. Would you not mind confirming our names and your intents? Erythrindir throws a dirty look first at her, and then a small one at Amity. Erythrindir Ariel, historian, ranger, and at the moment... I suppose, which is what the word is going around, fucking vampire hunter, what is wrong with you people? Excellent. And your friends? Uh, well, um, I'm Metreon, uh, and I'm just, I want to get out of here, and that's really all that needs to be said about that. I'm uh, Amity, um, <clears throat> Oriana Elvin by birth, and... I also just want to get out of here. Question. I... Uh, can um, I get uh, Metreon to make, um, I guess by this point, four Christmas saving throws? Oh, four. Okay. And was he and was he telling the truth when he said that? Uh, well, I, I passed on the first one, so here I'll, I'll roll the other three. All right. You want three more yeah, or four it's, more? It's, I mean, by this point, it's been a while, so honestly, give me a bunch. I mean, I guess it's yeah, kind of every six seconds. His okay. <laughs> There's no way out of Zone of Truth unless you can pass, like, dozens and yeah, dozens okay. of Christmas saves in a row. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, yeah, as soon so as you fail, a, one tell me. I got a 21, a, a natural 20, 23, and a 6. Okay. Um, once you got a 6, uh, that would have been before Esmeralda was done speaking, so you have to be truthful within the Zone of Truth. So is your answer truthful? Uh, that's a tricky thing, isn't it? <laughs> you can um, phrase it however, like, you just can't say physically speak a lie. Yeah. It, uh, so I'll rescind what I said uh, and uh, I will reply. My name's Punch and uh, I'll need to get the fuck out of here. That's all you need to know. So you don't need to say the truth. You just can't speak a lie. He's not terribly smart. 
well, you don't feel compelled to say the truth. Oh, okay. If you don't Got want you. to say right. it. You don't have to. Gotcha. It's just a, right. it's a lie filter. It's not a truth compeller. Uh, then he just says the second half of that. All right. So what'd you say? Uh, I just want to get out of here. That's all. Interesting. And um, could you confirm your, na- your name for me? Uh, I'm called Metreon. Very good, Metreon. And uh, you, you said uh, your name was Kiva. Is that it? Uh, Kiva Sirlai. Um, I, like I said, I want Straw dead. That's about it. Very good. If, if I could well, press a button that killed Strahd, I would press it, but I'm not sure I'm confident enough to actually try to do it with my own hands. I hit him with my sword once. Uh, it healed right away, but he he can't be hit, so... Now that <laughs> is good to know. Impressive that you've survived combat with him. He finds me interesting, I think. So... I guess I'm uh, alive as long as that remains the case. Intriguing. Well, it seems that we are um, at ease with one another's motives. Um, so, we have some time, and it seems that your friend will engage the abbot for a bit longer. So, um, if I might ask, you said that you um, had plans against Zarevich. Might I ask if you have had any come to fruition as of yet, or if you are still. Uh, your companion seems somewhat undecided. Yeah, about that. We're looking to go home. I'm looking to go home, at least. I, he kind of throws a look at Kiva. I, although we have been led to believe that that is not possible, and I presume as a Vistani you'd be able to tell us that that is that bit they gave us about them not being able to take folks beyond the mist true? That is... As far as I am aware, yes, it is only um, Vistani that are able to pass through the mists. Um, but it is a curious thing. Um, Zarat upon this land seems uh, inexorably linked to Zarevich. Uh, who's to say that with him dead that you could not make your way free? That's a pretty big who's to say, to be blunt. That is fair, but uh, given that you have made your way to the end of the land... Uh, with a wall of misters in sight, I, would I be remiss in suggesting that you'd not have many other options? He just stares at her and his hands tighten into fists. Ah, uh, forgive me, I did not mean to offend. You... We are not monster hunters. I'm... I, I, these people were not fighters. We're barely magicians. We're just folks. I know you look awfully competent. We've survived far more than we should have, but we... This is not our wheelhouse. This is not what we're made to do. I understand that, but... It is difficult to put this. Um, Do you have any alternatives uh, of escape? Because I can assure you that my people know of none. Erthendir opens his mouth and then like he like suddenly stops like he's God damn it, Amity. I do not wish to distrust you, but um, my people um, do share knowledge with one another. Barovia is a place that we know of well in our histories. Even those of us that do not uh, range or dwell within it for long times 
It is known among those in the mists, uh, those of Zivastana, that, well, once within Barovia, once someone has passed through its mists, there is no escape. So long as... We've been in this kind of situation before. There was some weird house that trapped us within mists, but we managed to get out. We managed to make those disappear. You did not manage to make the mist disappear. The mists of Barovia, they have a sovereign. And he dwells in Castle Ravenloft. So what you're saying is... Uh, I do not know if he can command them. I am confident that he could perhaps choose to allow someone to exit if he wished. Perhaps that is how my people can come and go, but I do not know. So, you think so long as you do not have Zarevich's permission to leave, then... There is only one way out. So you're you're a monster hunter, and you and you've worked with this Fenrichton, and you must know more than we do about what it takes to end him permanently. She flashes her teeth, in the way of speaking. Um, I have uh, some experiences um, working professionally, um, and I would be more than glad to share what uh, resources I have with any that I might join with, but um, your companions do seem somewhat reluctant, but I would ask, um, if you do seem interested in taking uh, Zalovich down, as I mentioned, two is better than one, and I count more than two here. If you are interested in such a goal, I would be more than glad to join forces. But Yes, um, yes, uh, 100%. Are your companions so... I appreciate uh, your interest. Are your companions so in- interested as well? Kiva gives a look that's both desperate and understanding if the others are not sharing her goal, but she's very firmly at this point in the camp of this is this is I'm going I'm gonna to commit to this. If if you think that you can actually do it. I mean, I'm not sure how much help I would be. As, as I said, if if I could just push a, a lever that, that killed him, I would, but it seems like a really bad idea to try and fight him otherwise. If, if you think you can kill him, then I'll put all my faith behind you. Esmeralda looks thoughtful. Well, I, it seems that some of you are interested and others not so much, um, but me, myself, I have not uh, been at a loss in my belief that this is something that must be done, but if you are so unsure about what may be possible or what may not be, there are ways of seeing what may yet be. What are you... What are you talking about? Well, I do not know if you are aware, but there are some among the Vistani that are blessed with or trained with prescience. There are great uh, fortune tellers among my people, um, but even among them, none compare to the woman um, known as Madame Eva. Wait, genuine prescience? Like, <laughs> y- you've seen it. You've seen this. You know it to be. You know it to be accurate. Madame Eva's prowess is known far and wide amongst my people. If knowledge of the future is what you seek, if you seek to know whether Zalavich's destruction is within your grasp, if it is a fate that lies in your future, then Madame Eva can share it. Is this something special about th- this place, Barovia? Because 
ever since I've come here, I've sometimes had these weird prophetic dreams. She looks thoughtful. Interesting. I would not know myself. I have some minor experience with fortune telling, um, not to compare to Madame Ava, but I am somewhat experienced with the Taroka. Um, as for dreams, not personally, but Barovia is a strange place. Uh, spirits tend to dwell here. Um, and Ava chose it for a reason. Perhaps it lends itself well, the dead air here to memories and visions. So, so you could you could do this, you could tell us what to do and and, 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 and we could see if this will work. Well, I could uh, certainly try, but if you are looking for uh, the best of the best, Madam Ava, um, I would recommend as your first stop. She just so happens to reside in Barovia herself. Look, Where? you seem more than capable yourself. Oh, well, thank you, but unfortunately I do not have my, um, my Taroka with me at the moment. Well, while we're pissing away here, then why don't we just we, we just wrap it up here? Let's go back. We'll go back where? Where is this? We'll go Eva? find it. She said. She said. You said. Uh, she lives right? at. Uh, yes, she dwells at uh, at an encampment by Serpul. It is a little ways outside of the village of Barovia. So we go there. And we we get this reading, and then and then we we know for sure. <sighs> Erythrindir just kind of puts his head in his hands. We don't have any. Mu we don't have much options now. All right, we got to do something. If if the reading says that we we would die fighting him, then we can just not fight him and be fine, right? Well, not as such. Uh, Ravenloft, I am afraid, is well. The castle is a cruel fortress, and Barovia is a prison. In truth, you see, well. She looks genuinely kind of, you know, reluctant for a second. I do not know if I should say this. It could be distressing. Look, we need we need all the knowledge we can get, no matter what. She gives you a long look, a solemn uh, glint in her eyes. All right, well, I suppose it is better to be informed than not. Knowledge of dangerous things is um, can be dangerous, but it is better than to go into battle unarmed. And... Barovia is not a physical prison, it is a metaphysical one. For you see, the souls of those who die within its misty walls, they do not escape to the afterlife. They are prisoners forevermore. This is no release from his grasp. They... the souls don't leave? What are you... No. What do you mean they don't... Where did they go? That I do not know. My people say that perhaps uh, some of them are carried by ravens. Others, it is not sure. It is not clear. Amity, didn't you say you saw the, uh, that, that march of spirits back in the graveyard? Right, so so they don't leave. They're just stuck in that, that march? Not all of them in the march. The people as well. N no soul in Barovia's... Uh, walls of mist can escape. No, no, no. I, the, God, he's just like squeezing his, he's like squeezing his temples. I, God, you tell this, Wait, tell us this last. So, 
Again, I'm sorry. I did not mean to distress you. It's well, I'm, I, I know, and I'm sorry, but somebody put us in a rain where we can't tell lies and then told us that our only option is to kill a vampire or be trapped in an eternal hellscape, never to reincarnate, I, never to I pass mean, on. I, I would caution you and just note that that is what my people know. It is possible that we could be wrong, but uh, our fortune tellers, that is what they have gleaned. I, I see no reason to distrust them anymore, but... God, you can't just... Fuck you. Fuck all of you. I'm... This I'm, is... I'm, no. I'm sorry. I, it, it... He just turns. I'll meet y'all outside. And Metreon goes. looks like he's digesting all of this in a, a uncharacteristically somber way. And he looks up at Kiva... I, um, forgive me for, for this rather silly question, but, um, my, my daughter, she, she, she died outside of here. So you're saying that if, even if I die here, I, I, I don't, I don't get to be with her again. Esmeralda looks genuinely crestfallen. You can see, um, just sympathy in her eyes. I, perhaps someday if, if or when... The devil is slain. Perhaps the souls might be freed, but again, I'm so sorry. I, I, I... As this is being asked, Amity is um, following Erthrandir out. Erthrandir. Uh, uh, so, Amity follows out, and as this conversation happens, uh, Lillison was having a conversation with the abbot. She was indeed. So, uh, Lillison. Uh, as the door to Esmeralda's chamber closes, the abbot turns toward you. Well, my dear, was there something you wanted to discuss? There is, and um, I would appreciate it very much if I could be assured of your discretion in this manner. This is not a matter that I have um, felt comfortable speaking to, to any of my companions. But of course, I can understand that... Um, all, um, all can see the value in a private sanctum of confession or guidance, and I am more than glad to provide what I can. What would you ask of me? Regarding what you said earlier about the traits of the Bellevues that came of further generations, I was wondering if you could give me any um, information about a particular uh, infirmity that I bear? He blinks. Well, I could certainly do what I am able. What in what illness uh, are you afflicted with? Lillison reaches up and starts undoing the um, fastenings of her tunic and uh, holding you know, holding the, the top part, you know, still closed to preserve her modesty. Uh, she is going to show the abbot um, her lower torso, which is covered in a thin sheen of translucent scales. <gasps> the abbot's eyebrows raise and he leans down to inspect them. He holds uh, his uh, hand out, slender fingers, an uh, inch or so away. He glances up at you. Would you mind? If, I mean, I don't usually um, 
touch people, but I suppose that there's no harm in this. I assure you, I shall take every effort to preserve your modesty, my dear. She nods, like, a little too quickly and, like, too much um, to be, you know, completely, uh, to seem completely at her ease. He nods and uh, touches the um, scales very slightly. His touch is just faintly warm against the uh, cold, um, the slightly cool, um, very smooth scales that you felt there. He nods. Interesting. I do not... In some ways, they are reflective of the same form of feature that has expressed themselves. I am sure you have seen uh, the face of Ziegfeld Bellevue. Certain scales of a similar nature, but... I have, and uh, he was not appreciative She of... was. Oh, Please. she. I'm very sorry. Uh, no was not. Well, I fear that I might have um, made myself rather unwelcome. Hmm. He pulls away, letting his hand fall and nods to you in case you'd like to drop the tunic. Uh, she does so. Well, my dear, um, it is an interesting affliction. Um, though I presume it's caused no harm to you, I certainly hope. Um, but interestingly enough, though it does seem to resemble superficially the scales that I have observed in some of uh, the Bellevue's clan, it is strange. I have seen every mortal beast and fowl that was created amongst the natural world and the makeup of these scales is strange to me. They are not as uh, crocodiles or lizards. They do not even resemble nature of a saurian kind, which I understand to be dwelling in certain corners of the world. These are older scales. Lillison's shoulders had started drooping when he started talking, but when he says the word older, she looks up sharply. What do you mean by older? Well, I am, as I have mentioned, a healer, not a scholar myself, though I have been furnished with certain knowledge. But there are things that I have seen in the time that I have existed. And these scales are quite reminiscent. Um, um, for an entity as old as I, one sees a great many things with these eyes. And the scales you bear are quite evocative to me of a time when I occurred, a, when I observed a certain creature, um, uh, ancient and mighty, of impressive stature, certainly. Um, unfortunately, at the time, we were um, ill and disposed toward one another. I see, and um, I'm sorry if this is... Uh impolite, but when you say somebody as old as you are, uh, uh, on what scale are we speaking? He looks thoughtful. I am afraid that perhaps the sands of time are strange to me. I know that creatures such as yourself um, count them, each grain as best they can, but it can be a bit difficult. Um, suffice it to say that in my understanding, the, the devil that many fear so greatly is um, quite young to me. I see. 
And this creature that you speak of as well? Yes, at the time I was but one of many of a host sent to destroy it. It had taken up residence in a, um, a bit of a woodland mire close by to a rather um, helpless village. The village at the time was sacred to the Morning Lord, and it was our effort to cleanse the, be the place of this beast's presence. Of course, those of Tiamat's kin are mighty indeed. She was a fearsome foe and fought well before she died. Does Lillison know the name Tiamat? Make a religion check. The DC is very low. <laughs> that, that is a natural 20 for 23. Tiamat is the mother of chromatic dragons, the uh, life giver and creator of the uh, evil draconic kin um, and the opposite of Bahamut, who is the progenitor of the uh, good metallic dragons. Among these is, um, uh, among her kin are uh, black dragons, red dragons, green dragons, blue dragons, and white dragons. Lillison's eyes widen and she touches um, her torso for a moment before quickly uh, buttoning her tunic up over it again. I must say it is quite fascinating. I cannot be sure in my diagnosis, but it is what I am most reminded of. Well, this is certainly not what I expected, um, but thank you so much for your expertise. But of course, as I have said, um, the inspections of the mortal flesh and the diagnoses of the afflictions that it may suffer thereof are my speciality. So I am heartened to hear that my advice and insight may be able to bring some comfort or at least knowledge to you. Wilson curtsies very, very deeply to the abbot. It is interesting that such a marker may linger, but I have heard in some cases of times in which Tiamat's kin have intermingled. Some that grow of exceptional power have been known to um, enter certain bonds with mortal folk. Who is to say how those ancestries, ancestries may be expressed generations, centuries hence? Well, certainly none of my living kin bore any such um, physical or magical remnants like this. He shrugs. Uh, forgive me. Again, I am not a scholar of dragons, nor have I had um, exceptional dealings with them. My physician's duties have been toward more traditional mortal kind. And though dragons do succumb to the call of the grave in their time, they are for large part beyond my ken. So I apologize. Oh, no, not at all. Thank you so much for what you have been able to tell me. Of course. It is, uh, I am glad to have been able to do so. Lillison looks up at him. Uh, giving him a just a very tremulous smile and then 
backs away a few steps to uh, kind of lean against a wall and um, look down at the focus um, that's chained to her hand. The abbot nods and just steps aside, uh, just looking out over the trees and the uh, way that the mountainside plunges away. You can actually see that um, behind you, you hear the whistling in the of the faint wind, the chill cutting through you, though strangely enough, it doesn't seem to bite nearly as hard as it once did to the point where you almost ignore the cold of the gale that thrusts across your exposed flesh. A few moments pass, then a minute or two. Then you hear raised voices from the door where your friends entered and you see Erythrondir, uh, making his way out, followed closely behind by Amity. Wilson glances up um, with, at first, just a curious um, and open expression, and then sees, presumably, Erythrondir and Amity look very disturbed. Yeah, Erythrondir's, like, there's a look on his face you've never seen before. Like, there's anger there, but it is mostly just kind of an emptiness. Erthrinder, Amity, what's wrong? Everything is fine. There is no one's in danger, no one is hurt, nothing is wrong. I just don't. I. He just shakes himself, gives Lillison a look, and then. Is there like somewhere overlooking the town nearby? Like a wall that he could hop up on or something? Um, looking around from where you currently are. Um, let me check, actually. I'm curious. I just need to get a sense of the layout real quick. Um, so as your current location, um, the wall that Lillison is leaning against actually does have a view of the southern half of the village from where you stand. Okay. He's... How tall is it? The wall itself from here? I mean, you yeah. can look over it. It's only okay. around five feet. He'll just walk over to that and clamber on top of it then. As you do, you see the ground just falling away. You can see the village lying 400 feet below you, a breathtaking but um, stomach-clenching view. Amity, are you, you're, you're, you're here, right? I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm sorry. For what? Because if you... If you've got an answer, that's good. But if not, then I don't want you to say that you're sorry for making me angry. That's not something you should ever have to say. I I, I didn't mean for something that I'd done. Although, I, I guess you seemed irritated about having to tell the truth. I I just, no, I meant sorry. Like Like telling someone, sorry, your house burned down. Ah. He kind of accepts this with a nod. Thank you. I, oh God, I, I did it again. I just... He just looks down at the at Kresk. Not even crying, just kind of quiet. I, God, this must look very strange to everybody maybe even uh everybody except kiva at least i i don't know how much she's attuned to that sort of thing 
What what looks strange? Do you? You do you know how elven souls work? Either of you. Amity shakes her head. Is Lillison still there, by the way? Uh, Lillison is going to quietly sneak away from the conversation, and she's actually going to uh, walk into Esmeralda's room, but I don't want to interrupt. Reasonable. All right, I'd say that the two of you are probably, given your passive perceptions, uh, probably aren't paying too much attention to Lillison. Though, Lillison, you do feel the abbot taking note of your departure. Yeah. (sighs) We're brought in a cycle. Not like, like, Amity, when you die, and I hope it's not for a very long time, you'd go somewhere, wherever your soul was meant to go. I go back into a new body. Not as me, you know, but as somebody else, whoever I am. It's not quite reincarnation, but the soul in here and he kind of pokes at his chest it's not the first time it's been around probably not the 10th or the 20th we're that's what one of the things Corellian gave us was the wisdom of everybody who came before us everybody who was Erythrindir before I was Amity sits cross-legged near the ledge Have you been in a lot of bodies before? I don't know. Once you get old, it fades or starts to. Kind of goes from when I was young. When you're young, you can feel it. But now it's just the occasional flash of a memory. But I think so. I think, yeah, a good number. And now... And now that just stops. Now, when I die, and I am going to die here, I think, I just go. No reincarnation, no nothing. And and when that happens, everything that is left of my family, my people, my home, we're gone. There's... I, I could have hoped that maybe somebody would be reincarnated who had a passion, who had a remnant of my passion for history or my need to make sure that shit isn't forgotten, but if I go, there's nobody else. We just die. We just fucking die. That's how I've been thinking since I saw the march. But after what Esmeralda told us, I'm, I'm not sure about that anymore. What do you mean? I mean, if, if she's right that, that Straw is the, is the sovereign of the mist, then there might be some heroic adventurer, maybe even her, who manages to take him down and, and get rid of it. Even if it takes a thousand years or 10,000 years for that to happen, and even if we're both marching together that whole time, then 
well, at, at that point, we'd be free. I, I think 10,000 years is going to be all too late. I can't, I can't wait that long, Amity. I can't, I just, I can't do this. I can't, the way y'all were talking, the way they were all talking, what if <laughs> my options are, our options are to join this goddamn, this woman's madcap quest to fucking kill the person who knocked me unconscious with a press of his teeth to my neck. Or be lost forever. It's, it's it, I, I can't do that. I'm not. If that's the choice I make, that they're going to make me make, then I'm... I... I he's just kind of at a loss for words at this point. I, I'm not... I, I don't... I just... I've had enough, Amity. I've had enough. I... I'm not going to... It was bad enough that I was going to go back home to the nothing I knew, to the quiet, to the endless days of empty, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that when I also had to wage war against a vampire. Even if I win, I lose. There are no good outcomes. There is no option where things are okay. Either I die and every hope I had dies. I live, and I eke out an existence here, whatever brightness we can tremble out of it before Strahd kills us. Or I... bring war back into my life. I kill again and again and again. And we get out. And then I spend, five, and then I spend the 500 odd years I've got left trying to get out trying to repent even harder than I was. I'm dead, Amity. I'm I'm already dead. Amity squeezes his hand. I I don't like thinking about this kind of thing. I've been almost practicing not thinking about it for the last several days. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for you. If, if you want, if you want to vent, if you want to talk anytime, if you just want to give up and live here for a while, I, I don't know. Ev everything sucks forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it does. He kind of turns a look to her. I know it's not the same, but what did your choice be if you had to make it right now? I I know that the one of the options you listed was, in fact, killing the vampire and getting out of here. If I'm allowed to choose that one, well, things aren't so bad. You'd be okay with that? With violence? With 
the amount you'd have to change to be the kind of person who could do that. I, I'm not trying to be... I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I just... I need to know. I I don't know how... I, I, I can't know how you feel about this, but yes. If, if, if that's the best choice I have, then I'm taking it. You... You be okay with doing that? With honing your magic to do that? Honing your skills? Honing what you've had to kill? To to be what it, you, you'd need to be to kill him? I... <laughs> yeah. Huh. He turns to look at her, and there's like a... Just a wondering, like, odd look in his eyes. I'm not saying I'm happy about it. I... <laughs> but if, just put you you putting that option on the table. It feels like cheating that I get to choose it. He... Yeah, I mean... I suppose the option where we live and get out of here is... Of course it's better. How would it not be? I just... <laughs> it really is that simple, huh? <laughs> I don't know if it's that simple. <laughs> I mean, if it was that simple, we'd just walk up into the castle do a quick stab yeah <laughs> that's, that's believe me that's not what i've been worrying about oh me neither uh all right he takes a long breath and looks out at krusk and then kind of looks at amity you are an extraordinary woman you know that I... <laughs> yeah, I, I I, do know that. And you're an extraordinary elf. He smiles. Why do you always say elf instead of man? I guess I know a lot more um, men than I know elves. So for me, the, the, the coolest thing about you is that you're an elf, I guess. Like, you just told me a lot of, of things about how elven souls work. You know, you're, you're also an extraordinary man. Oh, he kind of blinks. I mean, I guess. Like, I'd, I'd probably... Huh. Well, in that case, you are an extraordinary storyteller, friend, and... Uh, uh, <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Should we, should we cut to the other room? <laughs> yeah. It, I presume this conversation has gotten to a good point, so... Yes, that's that's all he need to do. I presume Zone right. of Truth is now uh, expired. Oh, yes, Zone of Truth is gone. As back inside Esmeralda's room, she watches Erythrindir and Amity exit with some remorse in her eyes. I did not mean to alarm them, so I... It's harder it's, it's for people not... who haven't 
known death their entire lives who haven't had to make the choices like this. They're good people, <laughs> and this is a frightening realization. I understand. Um, it's not it's not the end as they might feel it is. Um, you see, Barovians themselves, um, I am not an arcanist or a um, some sort of cleric, but from what my people know, there are some in Barovia who do have old souls. Souls from those that have passed in generations or centuries past that have found their way once more into uh, mortal kin. Many most do not, but those that do, um, I do not know if there are memories, but there is life of a sort. Look, it doesn't matter because I don't plan on dying here. Right, of course. Sorry, that's a bit uh, fatalistic. Um, regardless, um, if you're interested, I would be more than glad to uh, do what I can. I think that um, if you're interested in learning more about what may lie ahead, um, Madam Ava can certainly provide what you are looking for. Um, as for myself, us. oh yes, um, if if you are interested in uh, taking down Zalovich, then well, we certainly seem to uh, be a potential team. Um, and regardless, um, she looks thoughtful. If you're heading in that direction, there may be something that I may pick up anyway. If I am not remaining at uh, the Abbey, I had thought that uh, to remain here just in case uh, Zalovich did come knocking. The Abbot seems to think that uh, he might come at some point to collect his bride to be she kind of like puts up air quotes around that um so i thought that i might uh, wait here and see if i can catch him by surprise while he's away from his castle um see what i could do to prepare the territory to be favorable ground but um if we are heading away then uh, i think that might not be a bad idea to um if you wouldn't mind perhaps making a stop along the way ah uh, i'll go wherever you go uh, you seem to have a good head on your shoulders and and you know the way to eva so well, thank you. So, uh, pool, I'm sure it's not overly difficult to uh, find if you've been close to Barovia's and uh, there's a crossroads, I'm told, that has uh, signs that point the way. Um, but as for myself, uh, I just need to make a quick stop. Um, there is a, my, a wagon of mine that I left there. Um, I had some items of mine. Uh, I've made my way there in the first place looking for um, Dr. Van Richten. I thought that I might uh, find him at that point. Um, but, um, I was not able to locate him, but uh, this, my wagon is still there. Is this wagon, uh, uh, large enough to escort the lot of us to this, uh, encampment? Well, it is uh, a bit homey. Um, I do what I can to make it functional, but, um, it should be sufficient to carry a few at a time. Uh, myself, I am accustomed to driving it, but I, perhaps a few people could, um, make their way inside. So there are a few personal items that they would have to, uh, take down in store safely and secure. Um, it would be, um, quite, uh, problematic if anyone would disturb them. But I, I can make the proper arrangements to ensure that everything is as it is, as it should be. So okay. that's, that sounds, sounds good. Uh, thank you. It's it's thrilling to find someone who um, who shares a goal. So, but I'm glad to do what I can. It is uh, interesting to me as well. And uh, truth be told, uh, I'm curious to know if he has returned. Um, this is the last time I visited uh, the place where I left my wagon, I had heard that there might be some. Um, I mean, it seemed like the sort of place he might use as some sort of base of operations, but. Um, 
I, I, I didn't see him himself, but I did find some of his belongings, which leads me to suspect that Van Richten may have paid the site a visit. So it, it will be interesting. Do you think he'll yes. come with us too? If, if well, we find uh, him there. Perhaps. Uh, he tends to be um, something of a solitary hunter. He is quite legendary, but uh, I did come here in the hopes of joining forces, so who knows? Um, we can certainly make an effort. Um, we should just have to see if uh, he has returned to his old tower or not. Kiva looks to um, Irene and Ismark, who presumably haven't left the room, correct? They have not, no. She's going to go um, back over to Ismark. Is he still sort of like out of him? A little bit. He seems to be like following the conversation, but like, um, like, like in the kind of way that like, actually make an insight check. I want to see like how clear okay. I can be with this yeah. emotional state right now. Let's do it. That's a 20, dirty 20. So imagine what would happen if your dog dies and then you immediately have to go to a study hall to study for an exam with your friends. Oh. <laughs> it's channeling that exact vibe right now. Dragna, remind me to tell you the story of the day that my dog died. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah. So um, so Kiva, Kiva recognizes this and um, will reach out and just sort of place a hand on his shoulder just to sort of like give that moment of, are you with me? Um, and we'll say, I'm not, I'm not gonna force you both to go with us. If, if you want to stay here, um, I respect that decision, but, but we're going to be going back, it seems, back at least close enough to the village. And I know you probably don't want to head out that way, but, but can you just tell me what you're thinking? As Mark startles slightly at the touch of her hand, he glances at it. I am... Um, I, I... Maybe we could, um... Perhaps... I... I realize sees this and immediately says, um, it, it seems that, um, you know, no offense to, um... I'm sure you, you've done uh, what you can to make the place more comfortable, but we had a lovely offer of hospitality from the, um, the Baron, uh, in, in the village, um... Perhaps it would be rude not to take him up on it, just for the evening, and then perhaps we could always return to the Abbey tomorrow if need be. Uh, we don't need to make a decision right now. Um, I'm sure that... I, I know where Seyrapul is, and it's quite a distance. Perhaps, if nothing else, we could spend the night and discuss, and if you had plans to depart in the morning, um, we could see what to do. I think that sounds reasonable. I mean, you know, we don't want to be traveling at night. Kiva gives Irina a thankful smile and and uh, lets go of Ismark. Um and just says, uh, all right, um, Miss Devonier, if if you don't want to uh, to stay here as well, I mean, I'm sure we could manage to let know the Baron that there's one more person with us. Esmeralda shrugs. Uh, perhaps, although I do not know that he would be welcoming of me. I did not exactly enter in the uh, standard way. Oh, understood. Um... Um, but uh, I would be glad to remain here for the evening, and perhaps um, you could come here when you wish to leave, or, or uh, whatever you choose. I would be um, I would be glad to meet you in some place. I can do what I can to um, uh, traverse um, inconspicuously. I mean, um, if you don't mind the company, I, I, I don't mind staying, and you can uh, just explain to me what you know about uh, monster hunting and, and walk me through sort of... Uh, Anything you might be able to share. 
Well, perhaps we could discuss tonight. I would not want to keep you from your friends. Um, as you have seen around here, um, there is, uh, it is not very comfortable. But I can share whatever I, knowledge I have, and we can share more when um, we make our way on the road. Um, but do not feel like you have to remain here overnight. I am sure that you would rather be with your friends and see too that they are safe. Okay. Um, she looks a little more like twitchy with like excitement of like just wanting to get on the road and get whatever this knowledge that Ava has. But um, she looks to Metreon and says, um, "Should we? Should we go get the others then?" At this yeah. point, um, Lillison enters the room. Lillison, in fact, just walks into the room. Hey, uh, uh, everything all right? Uh, yes, the two of them are having a moment out there. Uh, I don't think that's allowed in a church. Well, the abbot doesn't seem to be stopping them, so I'm sure he's going to make a perfectly fine chaperone. Oh, <laughs> did you, um, did you have a, uh, a good talk? Yes, uh, of a sort. I, um, had some questions to ask about the, uh, experiments that he had been practicing. What did you find out? Certain things that, uh, I don't think are relevant to our current situation, unfortunately. I'd like to know if she's telling the truth or if she's hiding something. Can keep a check as well? That was such a suspicious Make thing to say. Make checks. Uh, Lillison, if you're lying, send me a private deception check. Oh, you said private? It's fine. Um, Tell me so how we both rolled a 13. Metreon and Kiva, so you both rolled 13s. Uh, Lillison, um, do they think you're lying? No. Um, Lillison seems to be perfectly straightforward, perhaps even, like, a little disappointed. Fair enough. Well, we should, uh, we should gather, we should gather the others, yeah? They're having a bit of a heart-to-heart. -heart. I think we should not particularly disturb them until we truly have to. Uh, what... What has been going on here? Well, there's a, a woman who can help us, uh, another Vistani. Esmeralda can... waves. Uh, well, this is this is Esmeralda, um, but there's another another one, Madame Eva, and um, she apparently is uh, prescient in certain ways. She can uh, see the future. Is, is that right? Is that just correct? She might be able to give us answers on on how to. I don't know, fight Strahd, or if it's even going to be successful or, or not. Ah, do you think she might have some advice to give to Amity about her dreams? It's worth asking about. Well, if we are not to stay here, which it seems like that is going to be the way we are leaning, yes. I mean, do you want to stay here? No, not particularly. But then where we go? This certainly seems like a good next step to take, as long as we are not uh, ambushed along the way. So you're okay with it then, that the, the plan is to fight our way out? I mean, I don't see... Do you mean fight our way out of Kresk? Because I don't see... Uh, 
no. reason for that? Barovia. Arthrandir and Amity didn't necessarily seem sold, but I, I told Esmeralda, I'm not... I have nothing outside of here, and apparently even if I die here, I don't get what I want anyway. So um, I'm going to, to end it, whether or not he goes down with me, but I'm going to make sure that he can't hurt people anymore. Lillison leans in, um, lowers her voice a little, uh, still pitched so that everybody in this room can hear it. And she says, since I have been here, this has been the most, excitement is not the right word, but the most freedom that I have ever had. And I relish the chance to fight our way out because it's something that I can do with my life. There is no particular alternative for me. So, yes, of course. Kiva gives Metreon a little side glance and then holds her hand out to Lilisen as to like, okay, we're going to shake on it and we're going to do this. We're united in this. Lilisen takes it. Her hand is very cold. Kiva holds on to it and then says, uh, do you mind, uh, can we talk when we get back to the Burgermasters? Certainly. And then she'll release Lillison's hand and give her a smile. Lillison smiles back, a little, uh, politely bewildered. Earth and Dear Amity come in at this point. Esmeralda nods toward you. Welcome back. Um, well, I, I don't uh, mean to keep you too long. Um, if you'd like... the hand. Wait, please. Yes? Um, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. You were not... You, there, you did not deserve the volume of invective I threw at you. I did not intend it, and you were just delivering bad news. That was not deserved. I'm deeply sorry. She nods, giving you a small, um, sad smile. It's, it's right, and I'm sorry as well for not delivering it as well as I could have. Um, <laughs> you regardless. didn't ask to have a emotionally fragile person in the room. We just kind of ran into each other. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps, but um, Barovia is that sort of place. It uh, unfortunately, it has many things that we would rather not see or hear. But um, one thing that I would like to point out, um, I'm sure that his patience is deep, but the abbot has been waiting. Um, I s he seems to have been uh, looking to take you around. Um, the day is still quite early. Perhaps you would like to join him and um, I could wait here. And if you'd like to speak with me afterward, I would be pleasant. Uh it would be a terrible. I really do not want to spend any more time with him than I have to, but it well, would very I would be glad to perhaps I could accompany you. I just didn't want to be overly rude to him. He has oh. been very uh, gracious to me in letting me stay here, and um, perhaps we could go together and then return here to discuss further. That sounds perfect. All right. As in, uh, let us make our way out um, after you. Yeah. 
she uh, is everyone making their way out back to the abbot or is there anything else you'd like to do here um not here but as we're starting to file out metreon is going to go ahead and break away for a moment okay is he is this before or after he reaches the door uh probably after okay so metreon you make your way outside um as everyone makes their way outside you notice uh irena hanging back and she glances back uh, one moment i just said something i wanted to ask i'll, I'll be quick and she turns toward Esmeralda. You hear her uh, say something in a low voice. Erythrodir is going to try his hardest to eavesdrop. Same here. Okay. If you'd like, you can make a perception check. Oh, I want to be nosy too, but I'm not going to. Another 13. Weird. Five. All right. So a 13 for Metreon? Yes. Okay. Um, you overhear um, a few words, not the whole. Uh, of it um, you hear Irina say something about um, old souls you hear the word um, soulless you see Esmeralda's gaze uh, glance over Irina then flicker to Ismark for a second she says something quietly you hear the word uh, perhaps I do not know um, but you do not seem to be and then her words trail off and you don't hear the entirety of it and Irina nods looking thoughtful and then makes her way toward the door. Metron takes a mental note, but doesn't say anything back. Esmeralda nods. Uh, my apologies, uh, the abbot, for uh, incurring such a delay in your uh, tour for these good people. Um, forgive me, I was hoping if I might join them, they seem uh, gracious guests, and I thought I might uh, take advantage of your hospitality again, if that would not be uh, too much to ask. And the abbot nods. Of course, that would not be a concern at all, my dear Mistress Devonair. Uh, we were quite close to uh, concluding, in fact, if you would not mind all following me. Yes, please, lead the way. The abbot nods serenely and looks for each of you to fall in line. Was there anything Metro wanted to do on his own? Uh, you said you were peeling away. or were uh, I, 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 can do it on, I can do it on the way out, it's fine. Okay, sure. So... The abbot leads you to the door immediately to the left of the one to Esmeralda's room. Esmeralda shutting the door to her own chamber behind her. Um, and you pass forward into another room. Uh, you can see a wooden counter shaped like an L standing at the front of this spacious office. All the other furniture has rotted away, leaving heaps of moldy wood and faded cloth. As you enter, you can hear from below whoops and laughter and screams, occasional cackling coming from the space beneath you. The abbot uh, beckons uh, to a staircase to his right. We shall proceed uh, downstairs into the east wing. Um, ahead is the uh, old hospital, but again, I would recommend not progressing there. It can be... Uh, there are disquieted souls that still reside there. I would not advise uh, proceeding much further. Are they more, are they more Bellevues? Oh, no, not Bellevues. Um... I've been unable to identify them as such, but if you feel a bit of a chill as you approach the um, eastern door, you may feel their presence. I would recommend not proceeding over close. Oh, no, no, thank you. We will gladly take you up on that. We've uh, had our share of ghosts, thank you. Kiva just tries to hang back as far away from the abbot as possible in the group. Lilithson does not seem to have any hesitation in uh, walking close to the abbot. Nor Amity. 
You follow the abbot down the stairs to the first floor, rounding a bend into a room that seems like it used to be an office, as evidenced by the remains of a desk and chair, both of which have been smashed to pieces. The hallway to the south leads to a staircase going up, the one that you just came from, and you can see a dark passage to the east that is full of unnatural whispers, mad laughter, and bestial odors. The abbot uh, pauses for a moment, then looks... Uh, Slightly concerned. Oh, forgive me. Um, I did not bring a torch of some such. I forgot about um, certain necessities. I don't suppose any of you would have... As You hear Esmeralda um, murmur a few words, and then um, you watch as um, the headband around her head begins to glow with a uh, uh, slightly shimmering uh, golden light. The abbot nods. Ever resourceful, my dear. She's a monster hunter and a magician. What can't she do? The abbot turns, but as he does, you can see looking down this eastern corridor, even the gloom, you can now make out a monstrous shape lumbering down the hall. When the darkness can no longer hide its true nature, your eyes are treated to a terrifying seven-foot-tall assemblage of human body parts. It slowly groans, its mismatched eyes sliding uh, in its sockets as it regards you coldly, emptily. Kiva just grabs my chair again. The abbot holds up a hand. Do not be afraid, my children. This is simply my guardian. Very well trained. A bit of a rudimentary experiment, but um, has proven perfectly useful for other tasks. He clucks his tongue. Excuse me, my dear, we need to make our way past you. We were going to pass through the asylum to the gardens, if you wouldn't mind. There's, yeah, a, oh. there's a little rumbling from the creature's chest. Not quite speech, but it steps aside, its gaze still drifting illicitly across each of you as the abbot uh, finishes speaking to it. Is that another, um, uh, what would you say, called uh, an assembled uh, person? Well... Yes, um, it was uh, one of my initial uh, efforts, just to gain a feel for the um, techniques that I was practicing and coming to learn. Uh, these things do take some kind of practice, um, but I did learn quite a lot, and it has proven quite useful. Uh, the Bellevues, you see, had been terribly mischievous at times, and it was uh, quite a comfort to have a reliable guardian to keep an eye. Does this other one look anything like Vasilica? Not even slightly. This thing is a slapdash of, you know, I mean, they are human body parts, but you can see like what seems to be like skin from like different parts that have been slapped. And it's not, it, like, whereas like Basilica closely, you can see parts where like, you know, you know, they've been stitched together from different parts, but like they made sense. This thing is just sinew and um, limbs and flesh and bulk s seamed and sewn and stapled together into this hulking monstrosity that just fills the corridor towering above you. So no no amber hair. N this isn't like no, the silica alpha. Is, no, no not even slightly. Yes. Does he have a name? Uh, no, I had so I saw no need to name such a creature. So does it have the guardian is a suitable address. Does it have a soul? A soul, my dear. This is... It is a golem. Please, 
I, I forgive me, I, I understand that you might not be quite as experienced. It is uh, construction. When Erythrindir hears that word, his he just he he just his face just it shoots right to the abbots. Flesh golems. Well, yes, it took me some time to uncover the means of their construction, but um, bit of a difficult uh, process. I can imagine there is Vasilica one too. Well, as I mentioned, this one was a bit of a prototype for her construction, so I imagine you could say, but I don't wish to denigrate her uh, exquisite beauty with such terms. She is far more than this uh, creature is capable of. So does that mean that Vasilica also doesn't have a, like, a soul or, or feelings? Well, I suppose not when you put it that way, but these are things That's that one great. can around. It Erythrindir just looks down at Amity, Amity with just a what-the-fuck expression. I mean, he, he, I mean, Strahd was going after, you know, people like Irina, and it's better if he's going after someone, you know, if he's commissioned this work, or he's going after someone who, you know, we don't have to care about feeling bad about. What, how do we not have to care about feeling bad about it, exactly? Amity turns to the abbot. Uh, hopefully he can address that. Well, I cannot speak to the considerations of uh, certain minds. This creature and Vasilka do have sentiences of a sort. There is a consciousness there, but there is no infusion of a soul, as you or I would understand it. It's not quite... It's it's a... It is a simple calculation that they are capable of making. Uh, Vasilka is one that I have done my best to refine and train and a lot of flourish. This creature is a vine that has crawled its way from the manure. Vasilka is an exquisite lily that I have coaxed from the soil. Erythrindir nods, suddenly thinking, uh, yeah, of course, and thank you so much for the information, sir. I apologize. I, I think I feel a bit of, I need to get some air. I will be but you finish the tour, I'll be waiting in the courtyard for y'all. Oh, not at all. If you would follow us through this corridor, the gardens lie at the other end. I'm sure they would be most refreshing to your sensibilities. Oh, great. Thank you. Of course. Now, if you'll just follow me. Um, as mentioned, we are at the uh, edge of the asylum. Um, you may hear some of the inhabitants of the Bellevues on the other side of the doors. I do encourage you not to open the doors or disturb the inhabitants. They can be quite temperamental sometimes. Of course not. When we get in there, are the are like this the the rooms, the doors themselves, are they uh, are they completely solid? Do they have like grates where you can view things? So glancing down the hallway now faintly illuminated by the shimmering light of Esmeralda's light spell, you can see that this corridor has multiple doors. Um, what seems to be um, from what you can make out here and from what your dark vision eyes can see, um, four on either side. And with as the other kind of nods toward each of you, you can see that each of the doors are closed. Um, they don't appear to have grates or anything. They just seem to be simple wooden doors. You don't notice any locks or any windows set into them. Okay, so it doesn't look like prison doors or anything like that? No. Okay. It doesn't look that way. The abbot glances over each of you to ensure that you're with him and then proceeds down the hallway, uh, squeezing past the um, 
uh, golem as he makes his way past. As you follow him, you can see that this corridor has these multiple doors behind which lies creature that shatter the quiet with their mad cackles and whispered curses. The stench is overpowering. You pass by each one of the doors in turn, um, following the abbot as the golden light of Esmeralda's uh, headband plays across the dark old walls. You can he you can see bits of fungus dripping uh, moisture down the sides, bits of earth tracked along the flagstone floor where it has been tracked in over years, if not decades. You can feel the stench of which presumably the Bellevue's infiltrating your lungs and you almost feel like you're choking on it for a second. And then the abbot make, finds his way to the end of the hall and pushes open the door at the end and a rush of cold, clean winter air rushes in to greet your lungs and you can breathe again as you follow the abbot into the outdoors. Yeah, now Erfindir's like gasping for breath the moment he's out of the miasma. Oh, well, lovely tour, sir, and I do so appreciate you being so gracious to us. But of course, and as you emerge the door, uh, leaving the asylum behind, you can see nestled between rising and plunging cliffs are four rectangular garden plots enclosed by a five-foot-high wall of mortared stones, you can see white rabbits nibbling on turnips uprooted by the cold, as well as two lifeless scarecrows with stuffed gullets and sackcloth heads hanging from wooden crosses pounded into the cold, hard earth. The abbot meets her gaze, and his gaze drips faintly up to the east wing from which you came. You can see it's looming over the garden, its shattered windows dark and disturbing. A door leads into the forlorn edifice, which, as you know, is not quite as abandoned as one might have hoped. And from within, you hear the laughter and the wailing of things that should not be. The abbot sighs and then turns toward you again. Well, it has been my pleasure to escort you through um, our humble abbey. We do have one more stop before we conclude. I, If you wish to um, exit or you wish to stay, that will take you to the entrance from which you first came. If you'd like, as we make our way there, I'd be more than happy to share some of the history. I know you mentioned yourself to be a historian. Erthrandir looks like he's bitterly regretting ever saying that. Uh, yeah, no, uh, what was this place? Ah, uh, yes. And he begins to make his way uh, out of the garden, uh, passing behind the wall and um, past the gatehouse as he makes his way down the gravel path toward the northern wing. Well, the Abbey of St. Markovia was once a convent, a hospital, and some of those aspects of the architecture do linger today. Markovia C. was um, an impressive woman. Uh, as a youth, she felt a calling, as few ever feel. I have a remarkable respect for such a strength of will. She became a priest of the Morning Lord soon after her eight, after she reached her age of majority. And, well, from what I know of her, she was a charismatic woman, fierce in her devotion and her spreading of the Morning Lord's word. Why, before she had reached her third decade, she had a reputation of a paragon of good, uh, one who allowed no evil to stand before her. She was impressive, truly. Why, it was she and her, those who followed her in her devotion to the Morning Lord who built the stones of this place upon the the crest of the mountain that overlooks Kreskia. The village itself, uh, I am told, was built around it later, but the abbey was a shining light 
of the Morning Lord's rays looking out over the valley below. I wonder what she'd think of the place now. Well, that was part of the reason why I came here. I had uh, my intentions and my uh, indications that it was my duty, my responsibility to restore what had been lost in her departure. For you see, Markovia, alas, and her people were not allowed to reach the ripe old ages that one might wish. She was courageous, but the crusade that she sought led, I fear, only to misery and the undoing of the order she had created. What happened? Well, she had long borne a resentment to Strahd von Zarevich. The Abbey was here even before the arrival of Castle Ravenloft, but she, well, when his armies swept through the, the land, the valley, she regarded him with um, malcontent, as I would not be surprised. But when he became the creature he is today, she found that intolerable. She took it upon herself to challenge him, um, rallying her followers Why, the numbers swelled to the dozens. They marched on Castle Ravenloft, and as they prepared, Zarevich himself sent a platoon of his ill-begotten children, spawn of blood, to destroy them. Markovia and her followers destroyed them to a one. Not a single one of the vampire's children remained. So great was the power of these believers. Alas, it was not to last. Markovia advanced on Castle Ravenloft, and she waged a great battle, a war, over the course of minutes or hours that raged from the catacombs to the very parapets of the castle. A glorious war fought for justice and radiance, but in the end, she never returned to Barovia. It is said that Zarevich trapped Markovia in a crypt beneath his castle, and her remains linger there still, perhaps alongside the remains of others who accompanied her on this just crusade. No, let it not be said that her efforts were in vain. It is said that strong, long, Strahd long afterward kept a limp in his step and a grimace of pain. Markovia, well, she's had to prove that he had not lost all his mortality. Perhaps she succeeded in a fashion, but I am not so certain that her endeavor would have wholly succeeded, even had she been successful. Erthrandir kind of has the same empty look in his eyes again that he did before when he was looking out over Kresk. Lovely story. Ah, uh, we... You said the arrival of Castle Ravenloft? Ah, yes. It has not always been here. This land is old. A arrival like it moves? Oh, well, I don't mean to imply that, but I imagine at some point it must have been constructed. Before the time of my own arrival, you understand, but I, it is my understanding that the Abbey was here first. I've, I've been trying to find this out for sure. Do you know when when this big mist wall first got here? Emily sort of gestures out to the pretty nearby mist wall. And, and whether it's possible that doing something will make it go away. Well, the wall of mists is ancient. 
I myself am not overly familiar with whatever creature created it, though the curse upon Zarevich, I believe, is intricately tied to the presence of the mists around this land. Like like it's, more ancient than, than Stratus. Well, I cannot say of that. I cannot say from whence his curse came, but a curse it is, and I believe that the affliction that Barovia suffers is tied both to the mists and to Zarevich's own curse. Should he be cured, should his malady be resolved, then I see no reason to disbelieve that the mists would remain. Why, once the source of an illness is cured, its symptoms dissolve, do they not? Cured as in, like, not killed? Like something else? That is the purpose of Vasilka. That is the genius of her genesis. Have you tried to go through the mist yourself? It is not something that I have attempted, no. You must understand, it is my duty to remain in Barovia. I have been commissioned with the restoration of the Abbey, and as I have been here, I have taken it upon myself to seek a cure to the land itself. Um, I will remain until my task is complete. I'm sorry, uh, uh, forgive me if if you said it or mentioned it. Uh, Where do you come from again? I am, he smiles, a humble servant of the Morning Lord. Yes, but even his servants have her home worlds, planes, uh, houses that they've they come from. Where you're not native to here, so I, I, me, for instance, I came here from Waterdeep. He regards you for a second, just very thoughtful. And at that moment, you're stricken. Like you've been told of his age, but at this moment, you just feel the weight of his old eyes on you. Not weary, but an ancient. And formidable intelligence behind them. And then he just simply meets your own gaze and says, perhaps one day when I am successful, you shall see it. And he turns and continues walking down the path. Oh. Metron shudders. Full body. Yeah. Yeah. Erythrindir kind of watches him with a sympathetic expression. Yeah, that, uh, I need to get out of here. Debit turns back. Well, shall we proceed? We are very close to the end. Yes, yes. Yes, of course. Wonderful. Unfortunately, uh, the last place that we shall visit, it is a sentimental place, a place of great history, but I fear perhaps of uh, the same grim fortune that befell the Abbey in times long past. You see, after Markovia and her followers failed in the rebellion, the abbey, those that remained, turned it to a fortress. They walled off the gates, they walled off the doors, they did not turn to the outside world. Such suspicion, such paranoia, such self-containment cannot stand. They turned to fighting, they turned to darkness, they turned in some cases to madness. By the time the supplies ran dry, those that had not been slain by one another's hands had been driven mad by the torments of the devil in Ravenloft. He nods and turns toward the uh, space before you, where you now stand. And you can see here, stunted pine trees growing out of the rocky earth in a graveyard near the foundation of the abbey's north wing. The windows of the structure you can see are cracked panes of leaded glass and ancient gravestones burst from a thin crust of snow in the yard. 
beyond the low wall, you can see that surrounds the graveyard. The ground falls away, the village lying 400 feet below with a breathtaking view. From here, you can see across the many graves, each one bearing the name of a long, what perhaps a priest or a nun. The abbot regards them with a distant, uh, sentimental look. But, yes? No, go on. After a long, quiet moment of regarding them, but perhaps one day their spirits shall be redeemed and they shall be free once more to return to the place where their sovereign had been waiting. And still he waits. Kiva gives, actually, Esmeralda a look this time, recalling their earlier conversation about uh, what happens to souls here. The abbot turns. Well, regardless, it has been a pleasure uh, to enjoy your company this day. I was not expecting guests, but it is always uh, quite enjoyable to welcome uh, newcomers to the abbey. Perhaps one day there should be many throated souls bustling and rejoicing in the return of its warmth and its wisdom. But I do hope that uh, your visit today has proved illuminating. Yes, the spectacle you. of your generosity has been yes. most, uh, uh, most eye-opening. Thank yes, you so much for your time and your solicitude. And for everything you do for these Bellevues. Of course. I am glad to do what I can for you, and I would never think of doing anything less than all that I can for my children. Now, if you would not mind, you seem good folk, and I would uh, hope that uh, perhaps in exchange uh, for the time that you may spend here, if I might ask a request. Kiva looks very nervous, but doesn't stop him from continuing to speak. I assure you that I am, well, to begin with, I haven't shared uh, Vasilka's uh, fortune with you and the woman she is to be. But of course, once I conclude her training and education, there must be a proper wedding. There must be a proper union of these two lost loves. But unfortunately, as you have seen, my access to materials is limited. The Abbey contains nothing of the sort, and Kresk, if you have seen, is, well, perhaps at some point I might make my request there, but I have that thus far not uh, considered speaking with the Burgomaster of this necessity, but perhaps I shall, should other efforts uh, prove uh, inadvisable. But since you happen to be here at this time, at a time when I am so close to completing Basilica's preparations, she does require a proper, proper bridal gown. Now, if you would see some means, you seem well-traveled, resourceful, and if you require a means of staying here for um, perhaps a day or so before undertaking such a, such a uh, task, I would be, of course, understanding. Um, but if you were able to obtain such a bridal gown for my dear Vasilka, I would be grateful. And I am, of course, more than willing to pay as well. Lillison, who had started to look a little bit nervous when he uh, mentioned a request, uh, looks relieved when he mentions a wedding gown and says, that, I mean, 
we may not be able to uh, obtain one very quickly, but I'm certain that shouldn't be too much of a trouble for us. That is wonderful, and I would be more than glad to make good should you do such a thing. Should you return, um, uh, should you f locate uh, such a gown and return one to me, I would be most pleased. As I have mentioned, the Morning Lord has gifted me with certain talents, a healing touch, and, well, though I confess it is not my comfort or my familiarity, what I've done with Vasilka and the beast you saw in the asylum, something I am far more familiar with and far more comfortable with is the healing of mortal flesh or the resuscitation of flesh that has departed from its animating spirit. What? Kiva um, just looks at the abbot and says, um, does it have to be strictly a, a wedding dress or can it just be a, a very nice gown? I mean, I... Oh. I don't really know. There doesn't seem to be a lot of dressmakers as far as the places we've been, and I, I don't want to get your hopes up and promise something that we can't deliver. Well, I understand that there are limitations that all creatures must face, but I would appreciate a good faith effort. If you are unable to locate one, I may have to ask other sources. Perhaps the Burgomaster may prove capable, but you seem well-traveled. Perhaps there are larger, large settlements. I have heard of a town to the west. Perhaps they may have artisans there. Um, and should you return, I shall be more than glad to provide you uh, thrice with either a healing touch, which can cure any malady of yours, or should the worst befall you or those that you love and you find someone past beyond, I would be more than capable to thrice offer a restoration. To raise the dead. What? Well, yes, indeed. Any dead? Well, there are limitations. I cannot reach intuitively far, but so long as it has not been over long since the spirit was severed from the body, perhaps no more than a ten day, I should be most capable. Everything I would need the body, of course, fully formed. Um, yeah. But okay. uh, should I be provided with the body, then I should not see any reason why that would be infeasible. You have the diamonds, then? Diamonds? Oh. Oh, forgive me. I, I had, um, I assure you, I am not uh, restrained by any such limitations. Ah. Well, and, that is a terribly generous offer. These well, healing touches and resuscitations—they uh, don't involve uh, getting extra limbs or. Uh, oh, no. not at all. I do believe. I do not. I am not eager to repeat what are my um, procedures with the Bellevues. It seems that there were some untoward results, but I assure you, uh, it is solely through the Morning Lord's power that um, I am able to convey healing to another. There, that is pure. It is instilled within me, and I am glad to do what I can for those who would advance the cause of salvation for this valley. Would it be too forward to um, obtain Vasilka's measurements? Well, I do not believe so. If you must, then I would be more than glad to. Yes, yes, sir. Or, but um, if you are, again, I do not believe um, she is an accommodating woman. You have seen her and um, not of um, an, not of odd features. So she should be rather easy to find or tailor to. All right. Amity salutes with her tail. If there's a wedding dress anywhere in Barovia, we are getting it to you. Wait, actually, though, 
the last time someone promised us something really, 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 really good, it ended up being um, like they were tricking us. He frowns. Oh, well, I am, I am saddened to hear of your past trials. I assure you that I mean nothing less than what I say. Do you mind if I just, I mean, because we're going to go like all over everywhere looking for a wedding dress. Do you mind if I maybe use um, a zone of truth to, to confirm that you're actually like telling the truth about bringing us back to life? He looks vaguely amused by this, but shrugs and spreads his hands. I am a humble servant of the morning, Lord. I have nothing to hide. All right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, Emily, Emily casts the spell. Erica all right, it takes a sharp step backward as she starts. All right. Yeah, the, the circle's um, right there. Emily sort of points. He <laughs> steps into it. He gives her a grateful look. He nods. Please, um, do allow me a moment. It may take a bit of time. Um, I understand. <laughs> I may not be entirely... Um, Emity knows when he's uh, like Emity knows when he's can only tell the truth. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I will roll for him and let you know how long it takes. <laughs> give you an indication when he's ready. In the meantime, I think Lillison is going to uh, you know very curiously step in and out of the zone and uh, seems to be just doing something that is the equivalent of making Arcana checks. What's your spell save DC? Because he's still going. <laughs> but it, yeah we're gonna be okay, here he, a while he find, after around uh i want to say like a minute and 10 seconds he nods and and smiles pleasantly to you very well you may ask me your inquiry um i i guess just make sure you know so if we bring you a wedding dress then you will bring um, any one of us back to life as long as they've been dead for at most a 10 day. And, and we have the body. And you can actually do it. He nods. Of course. How can you do it? What, what gives you power? He tilts his head toward you. And for a moment you, he you feel once again that almost inhuman weight behind his eyes. As I have mentioned... I am a servant of the morning, Lord. He has gifted me. Matreon, I do not doubt him on this. I will tell you more later, if you wish. Yeah, right. And and just to be clear, all, all the stuff you said before about, like, the Bellevues and you healing them and stuff, that was true, right? You're not, tri like, tricking us about that. I, I don't think you are. I have not spoken a word to you today. That has been a lie, I assure you. All right, then. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to meet you. Of course. It has been a pleasure to make your acquaintance as well. And I look forward, uh, should you manage to retrieve such a dress, please know that you'll be returning as Saviors of Barovia. Uh, we, we might be coming back tomorrow to perhaps collect Miss Davenir here, um, so I don't know if we'll have it by then, obviously, but um, if we do find it, we will return, I, I promise. Of course. Perhaps, shall we say, well, do, do you estimate how long you may take, or 
I, I don't think any of us can say. Um, we're, we're heading back uh, towards actually the, the village of Barovia, I think. So um, it, it could be a, a while if you're okay with waiting. I do not have a concern, though I do wish to ensure that the land does not suffer as much as it does. Um, perhaps shall we say 30 days? Um, not that I wish to visit any consequences upon you, and certainly um, if you've returned with the dress uh, as requested, I should be more than glad to provide what has been promised. Though I may, if you aren't able to resolve the time within uh, a month, I may uh, have to ask others, perhaps in the village below, just to I'm sure you know that I, I wish to ensure that we do not stray too far from my hopeful timetable. No, that, oh. that makes so much sense. I just, I don't want to um, incur your anger, of course, if, if we're not no, successful. No, not at all. No. I, I appreciate your, your willingness and your interest. Yes, we will make sure you get exactly what you need and precisely what you in this land deserve. He nods. Oh. Well, thank you. Amity's going to, um, if it's possible, to have a little aside with Metrion for a second. Wilson uh, will excuse herself to uh, go take Vasilka's measurements. All right, the abbot so, watches you go without objecting. Erythrindir will join her, actually, if she doesn't object to that. No, nope, not at all. All right. All right, in that case, if both of you are going and the abbot just turns to the others, I shall join your friends uh, just to assist with anything they require. Vasilka can be um, unsure of herself, if not guided properly, but... Please, by any time and at all means, um, feel free to let me know if um, there's anything you require. Kiva nods and is just going to make some small talk with Esmeralda. She's not particularly keen to follow the abbot. Mm -hmm. uh, the abbot makes his way inside alongside um, Lilithan and Erythrindir. As, like, for the, for the split second where they've got a lead on him and he's talking to the others, he murmurs to her, your message spell. Do you think you could talk to her? I'm going to try. Good. I'll keep him distracted. So, <clears throat> Metrion, if he's, you know, still around. I so, think. have you made any progress towards figuring out what's up with Lillison? No, but, um, her little chat with, uh, with the abbot is, uh, is doing any, her any favors. Did you think that was suspicious? He's been in contact with Strahd. And Strahd has ears everywhere. He knows what, at least what I'm doing. And if I'm around you all, he probably knows what you're doing too. I don't know if she's, I don't know. I don't know her. I, don't, I just, I, I'll get a feeling, you know, and it just don't sit well with me. I mean, you saw her out there. It's it's colder than a witch's titty out here, and she and nothing is facing her. She's she's out here walking like it's summertime. <laughs> That's a new one to me. I mean, I did know someone back home who was totally comfortable with shorts, even when it was snowing out. But I mean, so now now that I've learned this um, Pinocchio spell. If you just wanted to, like, directly accuse her of something and say, like, oh, please stand in this circle and then say that everything is fine, then you could. I mean, I don't know if you want to, like, just be that direct about it, though. Also, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, not not yet. Uh, we, well, I think we got some other, other things to do, take care of. But, uh, but I'll keep that in mind. Just, again, keep your eyes out, you know. Just, there's something right. to do for right now. Well, I'm going to keep my eyes out for a wedding dress. I say we go 
Um, <laughs> well, if we can get into Velaki, maybe with your excellent disguises, we can see if anyone there is just selling a dress. And then, if not, maybe we can go and ask um, Madam Ava if she, like, foresees us finding a dress somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, back to uh, Velaki, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> ugh, not looking forward to that, if we have to do that. Yeah, let's maybe go, <sighs> let's get the others, yeah. All right. Just want to get out of here. Yeah, Amity is only too happy to relay the um those excellent dress plans to other people in her party. And yeah, uh, we'll go ahead and meet up with K- uh, Kiva and Esmeralda and uh, the others. Okay, and Lilith and Erythrondir, I would say you can pretty easily take Silka's measurements. Um, yes. Yes. Once they're about Literally midway too. through, Erythrondir is going to engage the abbot in a spirited chat about golemancy and what means he uses to animate his golems, whether it's lightning or sheer arcane magic, or he's heard so many different things and he just wants to know while trying to kind of distract him for long enough to Lil- for Lelison to use her spell. Yeah, and uh, when she sees that Erythrindir is doing this, um, Lilison is going to quietly cast message and, uh, you know, first see if Vasilka is a viable target. Um, looking over it, uh, creature within range. She is a creature within range. So, yes, it seems to lock on. Um, and then she is just going to whisper uh, gently, Hello, can you understand me? There's a pause, and then you um, see Vasilka's lips move silently. Who is this? Lilson has to fight really hard to suppress a giant grin. Um, and she tries to catch Vasilka's eyes and says, It's me. I wanted to know if you wanted to talk. I do not talk. But certainly you have thoughts, perhaps things you wish to say? I do not know what you mean. Wilson kind of bows her head and then says through message, Are you happy? What is happy? Happy is... not feeling... despair, or dread, or hatred. I do not know what these things are. I know that I am, and I know what I do. Do you have any fear or dread or perhaps those are not helpful words either? Do you feel that you are in the fullness of who you are and what you can be? I am what I am 
I will be what I will be. If you had the choice, would you be anything else? I am what I am. I will be what I will be. And as you look at her eyes, you realize that there is no spark there. There is a emptiness, a hollowness, and you're reminded of the hulking brute you saw in the asylum, the cold emptiness behind its eyes, and for all her beauty, you see the same in Vasilka's. Lillison lowers her gaze again for um, a few moments, and then she casts message one more time and says if that makes you happy then I am happy for you but it is possible to become something else than that for which you were created and if you wish to know someday how that can be I can tell you And she finishes taking the measurements and straightens up. Vasilka does not respond to your final message for a moment, and then you hear, I do not understand what you say. I am what I am. I will be what I will be. And then silence. Lillison gives her a slow smile. Then curtsies a bit, and then uh, turns to rejoin Erthrandir. And as I was saying, it's really fascinating how you can make things like shield guardians, which are not technically golems, but serve the same purpose, but can be... Oh, hey! You get the measurements? I did. Uh, you were very correct, uh, of course. Um, th she is most accommodating. Uh, thank you for allowing us this time. Of course. I thank you for your efforts in this endeavor. May the grace of the Morning Lord go with you in this path. And also with you. He smiles. Very good. Well, I would not keep you from your friends if you wish to be elsewhere, but again, know that I will be here should you require anything. We'll be back. Don't worry. Wonderful. Now, if you'll excuse me, Vasilka and I have lessons to attend to. Good day. Once they're out of the abbot's earshot, he just turns to her and raises an eyebrow. She... Uh, I'll... Let's rejoin the others first. Some of the others might wish to they, hear this. They'd care, yeah. You make your way out of the courtyard and rejoin the others, uh, still standing in the graveyard. Is there anything else you would like to do while Lilith and Erthrandir were away, or are you just waiting not for them to return? Okay. Well, wait, no, you you're not the here. person I'm asking. Correct. <laughs> uh, no, I think I'm good for right now. Okay. Um, with that, you've rejoined the rest of the group, as Malta looking out over each of you. Well, it seems like there are some things that uh, should be done now. Um, if you would like, perhaps, um, 
I can, uh, we can meet up tomorrow and uh, you can do what you can to get the lay of the land today. And uh, we can go from there. Yeah. That we'll sounds good. Very good. In that case, uh, I bid you uh, adieu. And I will see you uh, hopefully tomorrow morning. You know where to find me. Kiva gets her a nice passing smile and uh, and then watches her go. Not in a creepy way, but sort of. <laughs> Esmeralda waves and makes her way off. Erythrindir cocks his head and just smiles very faintly at Kiva. <laughs> yeah, with that with that insight check, there's pretty obvious what's going on. Good for her. Alright, is there anything else you'd like to do with the Abbey? No, I think we're good. Okay. Then with that, you make your way... Uh, through the old gatehouse, the as you pass through, you can see piled under heaps of furs, um, slumber. You can just faintly see um, Otto's face poking out and bits of Zekrek's cloak. Um, they don't seem to take much notice as you go, though they do kind of startle and uh, and kind of shift in their slumber as one of you opens the gate. But you make your way out of the outer walls of the abbey and down the gravel switchback road, heading toward the village of Kresk, far below. And that is where we will end for today. Well, that certainly happened. That was a whole episode, wasn't it? That was very yeah, that's in our Wham episode session. Tropes. Good lord. God, prepping for the Abbey is absolutely insane. There's like five different parts of the book you need to consolidate to do it. It's nuts. You I wrapped do it up not envy nicely. you at all. It was very impressive. Yes, you kept. I am suddenly so glad that I never ran Kresk, even though I was trying <laughs> so hard to get my party to go to Kresk. Same. It would Man. have been a completely different Kresk anyway, but still. That's fair. Good ep. Good job. Good ep, everybody. I, I like your characterization of Abbott and friends. Yeah, that was really cool. He's got just the right vibe to him. Fun fact, I was honestly really surprised that, uh, I mean, Zu and I were talking about this, that Kiva never attempted to use Divine Sense on him or on Basilka yeah, or the Golem. I know. I I kept thinking, like, would she do it? But she just was so distrusting that she was like, I don't even mm. want to bother because I don't know if I'm going to be happy if I know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> really reasonable. That's very fair. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all for this week. So thank you to everyone for joining us today. As always, we will see you back in the mists next week. Until then, beware displays of profane divinity and take care.